Yes, praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us for our time for the study of the Word. Here we study the Bible and we aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation. By the grace of God, we have done 25 books of the Bible. If you've not been able to listen to the podcast we've done straight from the book of Genesis, I ask you to please Visit all podcast platforms like Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, you name it, you'll find us there. You can also visit our website, BibleIndepth.com. It's a one-stop center. You'll find everything about this network. And I believe you will access all podcasts there. you access uh, the live stream, prayer live stream, worship live stream that we have that runs 24-7, our prayer room. You can listen to the radio through the website. Everything, kids' publications, clips about the Bible. And uh, I, I believe the Lord shall speak to you even as you uh, listen to the podcast because there is no limitation to revelation. God reveals his word to everybody who shows the need. And uh, when you go out and listen, God shall indeed speak to you and he shall reveal his word. To you Now, we are handling the book of Ezekiel, and we decided before we study the Ezekiel 38 prophecy made by Ezekiel, we go through the history of Israel. What has Israel gone through uh, since they came back from the captivity in Babylon? And uh, when you get into the Bible, it is quite silent about what happens I know that season and period, but when you get to the books of history, yeah, written by the historians in Israel, you will find all this there. And also world affairs as they've governed uh, the affairs in Israel. Because it helps us know uh, what has happened, what has set the stage for the prophecy in Ezekiel 38. And today, we shall conclude this part of the history that we've looked at straight from 538 BC up to today, in the world today, the year 2022, uh, what has happened and transpired in the land of Israel. And uh, yesterday we looked at the fact that Israel gets its independence 1948. Immediately the next day after declaration, from 14th May 1948, they get their independence 15th May 1948, conflict starts immediately where five Arab states join and come to attack Israel, saying you are in the region of the Palestines. Uh, you've been given a region that belongs to other people. You don't belong here because these are fellow Muslims that need to occupy their land. You've taken it in error. So they start to fight and that war, those wars, those conflicts rage on up to today. They are still conflicts today because of that um, mandate that was given and extended to Israel to become a state of its own. This is a land that belonged to them straight from the Bible. Read it from Abraham and uh, it's given to him. They even occupy a less space, less area than they had, yeah? from their forefathers. But then, that's what life is for them right now. And today, we start from uh, 
1996 onward what happens after that and we shall look at some events that could have happened but uh yesterday we closed off at aban the arab terrorism that happens against israel and escalates yeah uh, straight from the 80s up to today that increased in israel and in the middle east specifically towards israel and of these the terrorism and the attacks and the conflicts that they've had there's one specific one that i will start with today the hezbollah and uh these are from lebanon there's a conflict that still rages where does it start when israel takes uh, the independence in 1948 of course there were people who were occupying the land who you know, who are known as the palestines and uh israel is given the status of a nation by the mandate that was given by the united nations and when they get this status of course the palestinians are not happy about it they are like this is our place why are you giving it to these people so what happens they start a conflict within the state of israel that has been created and uh, a man well known in the history of the palestinians yasser arafat starts this and uh, he he has his group plo and uh, they make sure they regain their territory so they start conflicts they start wars they start attacks on israel and israel managed to push them out yeah and they go to lebanon they go on the borders of lebanon and they center there with yasser arafat and uh, these palestinians and they start to fight create uh, terror attacks onto israel killing the people in israel killing the people on the border uh, planning attacks on israel while they're in lebanon what israel decided to do they say let's go and sort this out so israel moves to lebanon and by then they're led by ariel sharon and uh, he goes with his army they cross over they fight the 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 plo and yasser arafat on the border and they defeat the plo of course what happens is they say we will stop here but they went further because yasser arafat and his group pushed into lebanon deep into lebanon and they wanted to totally destroy them so they also push deep into lebanon and before you know it yes arafat and his group are thrown out kicked out they run into exile and israel feels we have the security we've been looking for we have eliminated this palestine authority and uh, group that has been causing us trouble so when they get into lebanon they remained there they didn't leave they stayed in lebanon they they were practically controlling lebanon and uh, of course they say we've eliminated our enemy the only one we know right now who has been giving us trouble and uh the region in which he was operating in we shall also remain and govern they did not expect uh, anyone else to rise up at that time but then in lebanon there were other groups there were militias or people who were concerned and they start to rise groups that come 
to defend their land. And of these came the Hezbollah as a group that rises to fight. They start terror attacks. It's a militia group that rises, starts terror attacks on Israel. And uh, these attacks eventually, before they even get into that, they run to Iran as the Hezbollah, their leaders. And they tell the supreme leader in Iran that, you know, we want to pledge our allegiance to you. We want to, uh, you, we want you to be like our father. Mm? Because by then Iran is strong and it's a Muslim state. It's an Arab state on Lebanon. Of course, they are an Arab state. And they ask the supreme leader in Iran to take care of their affairs, to help them fight back to gain their nation. And that's what happens eventually. That he gives them the support and they return home. He gives them training. They return home and they start uh, to cause troubles to Israel within Lebanon. Israel decides to leave because a series of attacks kept uh, coming and onto them and they did not have any idea of how to stop them. So they leave that land. However, the Hezbollah still to today remain a threat to the people of Israel. And the Hezbollah started as a militia group, but later it became an, a serious organization, a political party in Lebanon, even up to today. And they occupy space in what you could call a parliament and leadership in Lebanon. And today they are considered as a terrorist group, as the Hezbollah. Of course, uh, in the attacks that Israel was getting from them, they responded in 1996 with the... Operation Grips of Wrath, it was a bloody encounter, but it was a response to the attacks that they were getting from the Hezbollah. Hezbollah and Israel have conflicted over and over. Even in 2000 to 2006, along their border, they were in a 2006 Lebanon war with Israel. Also, Israel and Iran, who sponsors them, have been in conflict of course, the United States of America backs Israel Yeah, in these wars. They are their closest ally. And uh, Hezbollah are backed by Iran because uh, this one, straight from the time of the supreme leader who promised to give them, uh, to be their patron, they have always been a force to reckon. And Hezbollah is backed by Iran. It's backed by Syria. And of course, Lebanon as a nation, being that they are strong there, it backs that group. So you have a conflict that the Israelites suffer with or troubles them with the Hezbollah in Lebanon. Then they also have Syria as Israel. Syria and Israel have been in conflict since 1948 because remember, they were part of the Arab states that invade Israel after independence. Yeah, They did not support Israel's independence. They supported their fellow Arabs, the Palestinians, to control the region. And uh, Syria has never recognized Israel as a legitimate state. They have never recognized these people as the true occupants of that region. And even if you want to travel to Syria, and you're an Israeli, they don't recognize Israeli passports. So they don't use them. If you want to enter into Syrian territory, you don't use that passport because they don't recognize it as a state. And of course, Israel also decided uh, we don't also accept your citizens for Syria entering uh, 
to our land. It's a tricky for you to get in is 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 very very hard, and uh, they've never established formal diplomatic relationships. Israel and Syria is uh, of course Syria. They remain uh, an active participant in the Arab League's boycott of Israel. Those who say these people do not have a state here, we do not recognize. Yes, they got a status of a state, but we do not recognize them here. And of course, Israel still occupies a great part of the Golan Heights, which uh, the Syrians want back. This was in one of the Israeli Arab wars that we looked at yesterday where they took the Golan Heights. They still want them back. They got some section back, but still Israel also has a, a section it occupies. There is a line, a peace line they drew where there should not be conflict. But through that, that ceasefire line still, there are conflicts that still rage on between these two nations. And uh, in this 2006 Lebanon war we've just talked about, Syria supported Hezbollah. And uh, they allowed Iran to ship supplies to Hezbollah through their territory. Remember, uh, uh, Israel borders Lebanon on that northern end and also borders Syria. Then Iran is a bit deeper on the inside uh, after Syria. So Iran was given leeway by Syria, their fellow Arab state, to get weapons and send them to Lebanon where the Hezbollah are through their territory. Now, uh, Whatever has happened between Syria and Israel, talks are not successful. But this, to them as Israel, is a problem. That if the Hezbollah are funded, if the Hezbollah receive um, all the weapons they need, then they pose a threat directly to Israel, who is close to them. And Iran and Israel, of course, their rangos have uh, been there eternally. And... Uh, even straight from the books that we've been reading, considered as Persia. Remember, Iran just switched name in 1935 to Iran, but its name was Persia. And of course, Persia and Israel have had their history over time. The Syrian civil war in 2011 made tensions grow, and uh, Israel urged Syria to reduce the Iranian presence in Syria because during this civil war, they... Uh, let Iran in. And when Iran comes close, it's coming closer to the border of Israel. And Israel, feeling unsafe, asks Syria, you know, don't let those guys in. Fight for yourself. But that has not resulted in much. So you have a, another conflict uh, between Israel and Iran. A third of, of the conflict, we looked at the Hezbollah one, we've looked at the Syria one, and now Israel and Iran as a conflict that rages. Of course, is Israel opposes the Iranian nuclear program and uh, it maintains ties with allies who Iran does not enjoy or who does not love. That is the United States of America and also Saudi Arabia. Those are the close allies to Israel and they are enemies, if I may use that word, to Iran. Of course, what's the objective of Iran? Is to eradicate dissolve this Jewish, Jewish state of Israel. So they support anybody and any Islam state that would want to do that. Hezbollah being one of them, 
and they share sentiments with them. Of course, there is Hamas who are in the Gaza Strip. Yeah. Uh, of course, these are now regions in which the Palestines are all regions that are close or within the boundaries of Israel, if you, if you may call it. And there are always conflict areas, the West Bank, the Gaza Strip. The Hamas are in the Gaza Strip. And of course, Iran supports them. It supports Hezbollah. He supports Hamas. And uh, Israel, of course, has to react. And it reacts by destroying Iranian facilities that are close to them. Those that are near in Syria, those allies and proxies of Iran, they destroy because they know anyone getting closer to their land is going to cause trouble to them. So they don't want them to draw near as Iran. And uh, they've used anti-regime militias within Iran itself to cause trouble to their nuclear programs, to harm the nu their nuclear programs. They've advocated as Israel for international military uh, to come and fight Iran or cause some action against Iran. Israel have made an attempt, yeah, and uh, they do all they can to stop the influence of Iran because it poses a threat to their own existence. Of course, Israel has accused Iran of attempting to form a continuous land transport route from Iran via Iraq and Syria into Lebanon, which Israel f views as something that is not a good uh, strategic point for them. It poses a strategic threat for them that if Hezbollah gets funded, then it's going to be a problem for them. Of course, the Iran leaders describe Israel that you are an American client state. And um, those are hostile to Muslims, you are hostile to us as well as Muslims. And uh, with this Assyrian war, which brought them closer as Iran, Israel is afraid that if there's a power vacuum in Syria, this could expose them to attacks from Iran. In 2017, uh, Israeli intelligence discovered uh, an Iranian base that was being built in Syria, who is their neighbor, just 50 kilometers from the Israeli border. And that was uh, hard enough to believe that these guys have actually drawn closer to us. In 2020, Israel continued to target Iranian weapon depot in uh, Syria. They, every, any part where they've put their weapons, any depots around, they decided we need to destroy them because the closer they come, Iran, the more they pose a threat. They have never declared Israel as a state. They don't want to know about Israel. They're not interested in Israel. They want it eliminated as Iran. And they have supporters as Iran. They have proxies as Iran. And we've looked at some of them, the, uh, Syria, yeah, Iran has provided support to the Syrian government in the Syrian civil war. Uh, they supported them as Syria. They helped their government to stand uh, fighting opposition, the Sunni uh, opposition rebel groups and other jihadist groups that rose up in Syria to fight in that civil war. Iran has come out to support the government of Syria to overcome them. Of course, they have uh, Hezbollah back in Lebanon who have been fighting Israel, and they have received support from Iran through military training, through weapons, through financial support, political support, name it, whatever you want. 
we will give it to you. That's what Iran tells Hezbollah. And uh, you have the Hamas, which we've looked at, who are in the Gaza Strip. Those have also been funded. Uh, these militias have been funded by Iran. And uh, in whatever they want, training, military, aid, weapons, they've been funded. You have Sudan uh, that also at one time signed a military cooperation agreement with Iran. Of course, over years, specifically due to the Syrian civil war, their uh, relationship failed a bit with Iran. You have the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. Yeah, Those ones also Iran funds directly uh, to help their cause in the land. Of course, it's a place that is filled with conflict. It's a place that is hard uh, to take your eyes off because day after day, something new emerges. Even today, you will find news that is out concerning Israel, Iran, Israel, Lebanon, Israel, Syria, Israel, and the Palestinian um, pockets that we did, that are within the land, and how the Israelites as, uh, are evacuating. They say uh, the Palestinian families from their lands. All these conflicts are happening even today in the news. You find them Israel and Gaza. Recently, they were fighting. Yeah? They were throwing rockets at each other. You will find all these things still happening. Conflict is in that region. But then, Israel is a state of its own. Of course, any state of that nature, you'll expect wars, but they fight them. And uh, so far, they've not had so much damage happen to them. There are people practically, or generally, you'd say, are living in peace in the land. Uh, they have their internal conflicts that are happening, but you can regard that they are living a bit more, much more comfortably than they were before. Now, uh, to conclude, we'll look at some of the international responses that will pave a way for us to look into the next chapter in our next episode, chapter 38, and how it goes. And the United States of America is the closest uh, ally to Israel. They have been in good books. That one they have. And uh, you have Russia, the other, the other international uh, responses or groups to look at Russia. And uh, there has been intensified Russian involvement in the Middle East with uh, President Vladimir Putin, who is the president right now of Russia, the leader of Russia. There's been a lot of Russian involvement in that area. And uh, it's believed they've supported Iran's nuclear program, and uh, they also went ahead and forgave Syria 73% of its $13 billion debt. Yeah, Russia forgave Syria. You know, that's now all influence. Somehow it's a, it has always been split that Russia supports the Arab states and uh, it's the United States, because these are the major powers right now, the United States and Russia. Uh, United States supporting Israel mostly. And uh, Putin also called for renewal of contacts with the countries which Russia had friendships with. Of course, the Arab countries constitute the larger part of these countries. So he wanted closer allies with these Arab states. And they've developed them steadily, by the way. And uh, because the Russia and uh, the Arab countries' positions coincide. A report in 2007 showed that Syria 
was supplying Hezbollah with Russian weapons. They were giving these neighbors, Lebanon, the Hezbollah, who have conflict with Israel, weapons. And when they are sending them weapons, these weapons were Russian-made weapons. So you see that the influence Russia has in that region is great, and it is growing by the day. In 2006, Israeli forces found evidence of Russian-made anti-tank systems in Hezbollah positions that they fought. They found uh, Russian intelligence or Russian weapons or systems that have been made by Russia and given to the Hezbollah fighters. Of course, this stretched the Israel-Russia relationship. And uh, they have been also in military operations, cooperations and uh, agreements and works within Syria as Russia. Of course, this now tells you the conflict that can arise, that which is spoken in Ezekiel, because Russia's influence in the region grows and Russia is the main character spoken of in Ezekiel chapter 38 for that prophecy of that which is to come. And already their influence in the region tells you and shows you that this is not something that is far off the books. We can see it come to pass very soon because it just takes a little a thing, a little step, and it will be here. Irrespective of the fact that Russia is fighting uh, in Ukraine, still affairs with the Middle East still are ongoing. They still make news with their relationships right there in the Middle East. So it's not far from the books that you can have a conflict brew anytime soon. Of course, Israel asked Russia to intervene in Iran's presence in Syria during the Syrian civil war because they want Iran out of that region. They will look for anybody to help them achieve that. And in 2015, Russia intervened in Syria and that improved their relationships with Israel when they intervened. And Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and Putin met a total of nine times in just that period, which tried to show that, okay, these two nations are closing in on ties. Of course, Israel also began lobbying the United States to make a deal with Russia over restricting the Iranian military presence in Syria in exchange for removing U.S. sanctions against Russia. Like, you guys help us talk to Russia and tell them to make sure Iran is not in Syria. And when you do that also, in return, give them some liberty from the sanctions you've placed over them. 2019 Russia, they seemed to be like there was some good relationship or considerations they are giving to the Israelites and uh, whatever they are trying to achieve. And 2009 Russia rejected an Iranian request to buy a missile defense system S-400. Yeah, Iran sent it out, we want to buy this from you, and Russia denied it, saying it would be an attempt to attack Israel and Saudi Arabia. And that is against their interests as Russia, their national interests. So they sort of put this uh, face of, no, we, we, we don't want conflict with Israel, we don't want conflict with Saudi Arabia, who is in good terms with Israel, or oh, their ally. So we can't give you this system because you can easily be far off and uh, go ahead to cause trouble to them by bombing them down or attacking them. So they refused to sell this defense system. That quite showed that, okay, there are some relations we are trying to maintain here with our people. But the region affairs remain tense. 
they are unpredictable and they can change at any minute. But this gives you a picture of what we are going to start looking at the next time when we look into the history of Israel and what's happening now and what is being spoken in the prophecy of Ezekiel 38. Because the major power, the major party that is being spoken of here, Magog, in Ezekiel chapter 38, is Russia itself. That's the nation that will be at the helm of Ezekiel 38 prophecy, or that war that shall happen in the land of Israel, when Israel is attacked by that Magog and its allies. And in the next episode, we shall look at this conflict that Ezekiel prophesies, the parties that I need, what is their current relationship with Israel today, and what do we have to brace ourselves to see in the coming years. Because this region is tense. And you cannot know what is going to happen anytime soon. But that marks the end of the history that we've read of Israel straight from the time after they leave Babylon up to today. Of course, there is a lot that is happening. Even recently, we saw uh, Russia coming out to say through their minister that uh, because Israel has been against Russian occupation in Ukraine, they've been against it. Uh, they are fighting Ukraine. They've been against it greatly. They've come out to speak. You need to give them peace. They were saying the Ukrainian president has Jewish blood at some level, so you're attacking them. There's been lots of stories that are coming out. Also, the Russians came out and said Adolf Hitler, that man who caused a lot of trouble, causing the two world wars uh, that came up, also had Jewish blood. So there's lots of words that are going on even today. Even as Russia is fighting Ukraine, they're still exchanging words with Israel. And uh, anytime you can find uh, faces rolling and anger brewing, it can bring about the Ezekiel 38 prophecy, which we shall look at next episode. Pray, Father, we thank you for letting us study. We pray, Lord, that you help us understand you, understand your ways, and walk with you all the day. We exalt you, give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen.